Hello, everyone. My name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, uh, and I keep making the same mistake. It's no longer Neo Technology, it's Neo4j now. That's our name. And here we are recording another uh, weekly podcast uh, for the Graphistania podcast. And uh, tonight I have two people from Italy on the other side of this Skype call, and I'm really jealous of them because they're in the lovely. Uh, Venice, uh, north of Italy, and that's uh, Marco Falcher and Alberto Deste. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey, uh, hey. hey, thanks for coming online. I really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having us here. Yeah, yep. Fantastic. So, guys, uh, we got introduced by um, uh, Mark Needham, who runs our online meetup, and he showed me some fantastic stuff about what you guys have been doing with uh, Neo4j. I've been really impressed, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, before we do, would you mind uh, introducing yourselves? Uh, who are you, and what are you doing? What's your relationship to the wonderful world of graphs? Okay, I'll start that. I'm Marco Falcher. I'm a software engineer and uh, at Pixar Printing. And uh, I've been introduced uh, with uh, Neo4j and the graph database uh, at least uh, two years ago uh, during a Van Gogh meetup <laughs> with uh, so a sort of art and the graph database topic that was introduced by Lorenzo Speranzoni from Larus. And uh, yes, uh, I was, uh, of course, uh, in love with graph because uh, I fell in love with, like, with graph because they were quite a lot expressive and uh, uh, every daytime situation uh, was uh, something that I could really transpose on graphs as well. So this, uh, this was, uh, yes, uh, a love at the first time. Exactly. Fantastic. What about you, Alberto? So I'm Alberto Deste. As you said, uh, I'm a software developer at uh, Gruppo Pam, which is an Italian retail company. And uh, I get in touch, uh, I can say fall in love also with graphs uh, while developing JDBC connector for Neo4j. I also worked uh, at Larus together with Marco. Ah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that period of time, we were developing uh, such, uh, such uh, software. And uh, I also fall in love with graphs because, uh, as, uh, as Marco said, it's the way you think uh, at uh, real things, but uh, you, the, also the way you draw it, like uh, when you think at something, you start drawing things and then you connect them and that's a graph. And if you also just convert it to Cypher queries, you, you've done your software implementation. So it's really crazy way of developing for me. Absolutely. I always talk about witty whiz. What you draw is what you store, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah exactly. That's the way it is, right? So, and you guys worked on the JDBC connector? Is that what I heard? Uh, that was when yes, you worked yes. at Laros, right? We, we both yes. uh, worked for uh, the, the both uh, module of the Neo4j yes, JDBC driver exactly. where uh, we were in Laros, of course. Okay, very cool. I think that a lot of people are using that. That's really interesting. We uh, hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but seriously, I mean, it's the way that mo lots of people integrate their like legacy tooling or, or you know, older relational tooling with Neo4j, right? It's, yes, you know, because do. those older tools, they usually know how to speak JDBC. So, hey, that's a, that's a really easy way to make the bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Between... Yeah. between 
past and the future. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you guys, uh, this is actually a very good segue because past and the future, that means different versions, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> so, Since we live in Venice, we also love bridges, so. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But you guys worked, I mean, this was, lots of people have asked us this, right? So how do I deal with time in graphs, right? And, uh, you know, evolving graphs and versions of graphs and those types of things. And I mean, I always refer people to articles written by Ian Robinson and, and, and other people in the, the graph databases book that really explain how to do that with a, from a modeling perspective. But as I understand it, you guys have written some software now, some APOCs, some procedures yeah. that help with that. Uh, do you mind uh, explaining that a little bit more to us? Oh yeah, so uh, we started uh, developing uh, thinking at the entity state model, and uh, it's like uh, you have uh, a node, your node, the one you want to version, which is going to be the entity, and uh, all the properties you're going to version is uh, like you make a snapshot and you store this snapshot in a status in a connected status node, uh, and. Uh, this, you can repeat this as many times as you want. Like uh, to do a new version, you do uh, a new a new snapshot, a new state, and so on. We also uh, thought that uh, performances while doing this. So we developed the two ways uh, of uh, connecting the st the entity node with the state node. Uh, but I want Marco to explain this a little bit more. So yeah, basically uh, what uh, what we what we did with the relationships and uh, and entities and states uh, was uh, creating two different models merge in one. Yeah. So basically, for example, every uh, every entity node got one state or more state which is uh, some kind of relationship that uh, come up uh, uh, graphically like a flower. Oh, yeah. And uh, also our state node are connected together with the linked list, which uh, improved some kind of performance uh, regard depending on which procedure you're going to call. Mm -hmm. So for example, we will have uh, some uh, punctual query for uh, one node or some other queries for uh, retrieving, I don't know, a list of uh, states, for like example. This state and the previous and the previous and the previous. Yes, yeah, so, uh, a typical linked list. Yeah. Also, we also we created some rollback situations, for, so adding another kind of, uh, another type of, uh, of relationship, which also connect the states together. So we will never delete states, but we're always adding new ones. Oh, yeah. So, of course, people can have the, the whole history of the entity and uh, its states. So does that allow them to like travel through time and, and look at you know the state of a graph at a certain point in time? Exactly, like yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cool. So basically, right now, uh, the, the core module, which is the Neo4j graph versioner, um, is time-based. Mm -hmm. So we, we're thinking about... Uh, uh, creating different uh, configuration for it, uh, for example, m making some something different, not uh, only time-based, but uh, I don't know, yeah, like a sequence uh, or yeah. something else, because uh, this way it will be 
more flexible for other kind of situation. Uh, I don't know, maybe for something like storing uh, events uh, on a domain-driven uh, environment, uh, like an event store or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what I'll do is, I think, uh, you know, in the transcription of the podcast, I'll, I'll include the link to the online meetup that you guys on the topic and a couple of links. Oh, thank you. Repos thank you. and stuff like that. Right. And uh, then people can start uh, looking at it because because I've heard so many people ask for it. Uh, I think this is a really fantastic uh, contribution that you guys are making. Mm -hmm. um, so could I ask thank a little you. bit, you know, you know, uh, why? Why, why, why did you guys, well, I, you already mentioned why you got into Grouse, but why did you get into this versioning topic? You know, why, why is that uh, so important to you? So basically, we were um, really curious about uh, developing, start developing procedures. So yeah. first of all, it started like an experiment for us. So I wanted really to, um, to to create something that works inside Neo4j, not just using Neo4j, not a, a web application or some uh, REST API, for example. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we just figured out that uh, there were different uh, data models implemented with the procedure or server extension, for example, but uh, versioning wasn't one of them. So we just took uh, one simple uh, model, which is the entity state one, and uh, said, okay, are there any real use cases for that? And uh, there were entity and states uh, everywhere, like uh, graph are everywhere, entity state model were everywhere. Okay. So we, we picked that topic and start developing it. This is just after hours, right? You, you're doing this, you know, in your own free time. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, course. free By time, night. of course. <laughs> night and uh, late afternoon time. <laughs> are, are everywhere and they're addictive. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Once you get into it, it's like they're everywhere, really, right? Because you can't get them uh, out of sight anymore. So, so yeah. what's your plan with this? You know, and, and you know, what's your plan with graphs in general, but also with this uh, the versioner uh, that I can see on, on GitHub already? You know, what, what, <laughs> what, do you, what, what does the future hold there? Well, actually, when doing the online meetup with Mark, we found out that uh, we were missing uh, versioning of relationships. So probably this is going to be a topic we're going to yes. uh, manage. It's right. going to be needed. And we also find it useful for the development of the other project, sub-project that generated from this, which is uh, the SQL versioner uh, database importer tool, which allows you to... Uh, look at your database uh, as a graph way. And uh, it uh, also would benefit of the versioning of uh, relationships as well. Oh, so yes. there's a version of this for, for a relational database as well? Uh, no, it's like a sub-project. Yeah, oh, okay. there, there are the main core API, which is the graph versioner core, which okay. is the, the project we, we talked about. And we implementing the entity state model and so on, and like uh, the the graph versioner tool, which uh, is the uh, is using the core versioner, but uh, allows you to do much more things uh, database related, like uh, import uh, Postgres database. Uh, it's like an extension of the yeah, current version like that's extension. being developed. Oh wow! Well, so, I didn't know that. 
Okay. Basically, this one and uh, you also find the sources on GitHub. Yes, yes, yes. They're both on GitHub on our organization page. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. And any, any other uh, huge projects uh, on the horizon, uh, or, or, or is this keeping keeping you up uh, late enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, ideas are everywhere. So both on, our, on on my company, we we looked at Neo4j and the graphs, and the, all my colleagues were really. Excited. excited to work with that. So who knows? Okay, fantastic. Well, you know what? What we'll do is with uh, with this podcast, you know, we'll make a, we'll make a web page with uh, links to um, to uh, both the project and the documentation, and maybe uh, some 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 additional you know capabilities as well. And then uh, I look forward to uh, you know hearing more of it. Maybe uh, oh, yeah. I should uh, should do some talks around this uh, at conferences and stuff like that. That would be cool. Will be great. It will be great, and we'll think about that. Of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming online. Uh, you know that we want to keep these podcast recordings fairly short, so uh, I want to thank you for coming online and, and doing this. And um, I look forward to meet you guys face to face sometime. Thank you, Rick, for so, the and thank you, Rick, for having us. Hey, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.